Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that time again, beautiful Wednesday, we got episode 76, everyone let's take a good breath of fresh air, get our posture up, and let's fucking get serious. Okay, we're here with my uh, my friend uh, Juan from That Was Epic. Uh, thanks for making the trip down, because you live in Mesa, right? No, I live in Tempe, pretty much Chandler, South Tempe, Tempe but Chandler. yeah, like about a 45-minute drive. So you got a girlfriend right now? First question, huh? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I do, actually. Yeah? Yeah. It'd be hard not to living on that side of town. Uh, I mean, I try to stay away from the ASU area, you know, and uh, not, to be honest, yeah, there's attractive women, but not very quality women, you know? Mostly wife material like college girls college girls that want to party that have a lot of side dudes and stuff you know you know they're playing that game they're, they're looking to get down on the d on the regular on the regular yeah and a different d every other day yeah fuck yeah for sure so uh yeah a lot's been going on for for me i've been trying to look at some different land uh possibly to buy some land to put a barn dominium for a gym but I'm, I'm I'm trying to figure out if I should do a barn dominium with an apartment on top and live there. But then Mariah needs horse property. But it's just a whole big thing when you start getting into loans for houses compared to loans for land, all that kind of stuff. You own a house yet? Yeah, I, I own my house in Tempe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're you trying to move your facility to that new place or what? Or is this yeah. always going to be here? Well, no, I'm trying to think of a... I, instead of just paying fat chunk of rent every month, I might as well just buy a place and slowly pay it off. So I'm kind of trying to look around for maybe two acres or acre to put a big barn dominium. You've seen those before? Um, yeah, I have seen them actually. One of my uh, exactly what you're talking about. One of my one of my cousins in Mexico uh, lives on his farm, and same same thing. He has his little operation going on below him, and then he has an apartment above. He uh, he has a winery going on. That's what he does. Damn, that's pretty badass. That's pretty badass. So you wearing your Rolex? Finally got a Rolex. Yes. Damn. I remember last time we were talking about it. I was saying I hadn't had one yet. Uh-huh. Where'd you end First up getting one. that one? This one came from uh, Neil from Timepiece Trading in uh, Miami. Fuck yeah. You just hit him up on the Insta? Yeah, Insta. And yeah, now I just get all my watches from him. That one's fucking sick, bro. Thank you, Vicky. Yeah, that's one of my pride pride possessions. Yeah, that's fucking beauty. Beauty. When did you start getting into watches a little bit? Um, what It's been like... I've had this one for this is my this was my first one. I I got this like six months ago or so. So ever since six months ago, have not went back. Got my second one now like two months ago. It starts to get addicting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean at least they don't really go down in value. You know, like, like they say, you're not really spending money when you buy watches. You're just converting money, right? Yeah. So I don't really feel so bad getting them. You know, you can always flip them if you get sick of it. You know, I don't think I'll be a gold guy forever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was watching this uh, Robert Shit. Shatowski guy he's he's like a financial guy and he said just cash is pretty much pointless so you might as well put it into something like watches and rolexes constantly hold their value yeah i Um, actually pulled money uh when i bought this watch i actually pulled money from crypto before everything crashed you know i I had a bad feeling about it you know i had dogecoin and all that stuff 
just pulled out all the money I had, just bought a few watches. You know, I didn't have that much money into crypto, you know. I was just kind of screwing around with it. How did, you, how did you get that bad feeling? Like, how did you get that feeling and you just were like, fuck it, I'm going to pull out? I, well, I mean, I, it's because I didn't have that much of an investment anyways. And it's not like I knew what was going to happen or anything like that. I just, well, I mean, stuff was already tanking, you know. Uh, Dogecoin had already tanked from 75 cents to, I don't remember what I sold it at. Maybe it was like at 30 something. Mm -hmm. But uh, I had already lost a lot anyways, you know, so I just didn't want to risk anymore. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what, let's just pull out and... Sorry, that you, went to shit. Any any Bitcoin, Ethereum, or anything? Nothing. Just nothing. Got rid of it. I, I have a little bit of Dogecoin, but that's just for no reason. I, don't, I have no <laughs> idea why. <Yeah. laughs> no idea why. I'm just like maybe maybe in hopes uh, Elon Musk will shout it out one day again, and just I'll just cash out at that moment. Right. But. Fuck yeah. So now are you you're releasing a video every two weeks? Right now it's been every single two weeks. Yeah. Um, we were doing every week last year, but we were having to force a lot of videos out. You know, this year is all is going to be all about not forcing anything, just quality over quantity. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're doing multiple ideas per video as well, not just a single idea video. So like we're releasing a video tomorrow or the next day, and that's going to have three ideas in it. And normally we would have made three videos, this, uh, uh, but we're now we're going to focus on yeah different ideas and just transitions into each segment, you know. So how come you decided to do that? You were just a little bit rushed because you see there's there's some people that are like, oh, you do a video every day on YouTube. And then there's some people who every couple of weeks, just quality over quantity. What made you decide that? I just, I, there's just a few videos that I'm not proud of, you know, or that they're not necessarily bad. They just, I kind of wish they weren't online in a sense, you know, um, because I felt like I just rushed them too fast. So I didn't get good enough scenes. The reactions weren't that great. So I just, uh, I think if every if you put if you put more time and effort into each video in the long run they're going to get more views and it'll it'll you know it'll level out in the end anyways. Yeah. Rather than just trying to push everything up, push so many things out. I mean, I know people that can get three good videos a week, um, but we we just haven't been able to do that yet. You know. Could you still been editing the videos yourself? No, I have an editor, but I think it's because we go out to do public videos. You know, there's you, it's so hard to control every situation. Like if I was just doing challenges at my house or something like that, then we would be able to bump out a lot more videos. But since it requires us to go out into public, talk to people, um, it just takes way longer, you yeah. know. Because I notice on, on your thumbnails and stuff, you don't really put any text or anything. You just put a shot, a scene from the video. Yeah, for the most part. Now the last two thumbnails, we started adding a little bit more text. I don't want to. I don't want to get too clickbait with it because people are so used to me being so honest in my thumbnails. But uh, our last two were a little bit more edited, and we're actually slowly now going to move in that direction of just like vibrant and like kind of cartoonish, you know, almost like Mr. Beast style. Yeah, I mean that's what seems to work. Like it's because of him that I started doing giveaway videos, anyways. And I mean, I'm definitely very, very inspired by what he does, and uh, not just him though. A lot of people do that just thumbnail thing you know i mean he he says it's all about title and thumbnail content doesn't even matter that much you know if you got that yeah vibrant thumbnail perfect title mm -hmm. and when you when you think of the title do you just talk to your boys a little bit and just kind of brainstorm it or you just do it um no we'll 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 always like mention the title like maybe yeah we'll say something and then if everybody's like oh that's it you know it's just like a light bulb effect if, if we say a title no one reacts well we'll probably keep spitting something you know mm -hmm. So was Mr. Beast like one of your, not really mentors, but guys you looked up to? That was one of your main guys that were like, damn. Yeah, he, he, I looked up to him a lot and um, it definitely inspired me to see like his 
growth and how he he just i mean he had been coming up for a long time he's been doing it for over 10 years i believe and he really really blew up like on his eighth year his seventh or eighth year of like being consistent and uh we're only eight like eight years in total so like it just makes i mean it's it's inspiring to see what consistency can can accomplish you know yeah i mean it's freaking the youtube game is just it's awesome but it is a little bit stressful too very stressful like when you open up that the you just thought you did a great video you open up the video and it's an eight out of ten how do you how do, do you just like, like what the fuck or? i definitely like that they 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 uh they do that now they show you how well it's doing and they rate it and everything but yeah i i, I uh I was getting a couple eight out of tens, nine out of tens last year towards the end, and that's that's partially why uh, we're going to be putting more effort and more time into the videos. You know, I, I hate seeing that. Yeah. You know, we need to see at least three out of ten. Mm -hmm. You know, minimum. Mm -hmm. But the last two videos have been one out of ten, two out of ten. So, do you do you keep up with like algorithm changes or not? Yeah. Really? I mean, I try to. Right now, it seems like what they want is shorts. You know, that's where the algorithm's going now. They want us, but. It's still kind of confusing. Like, I'm still not sure how that's going to go. Right now, I'm looking at the income coming in, and it's still like just a couple dollars and stuff. Even though they say they're 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 splitting revenue on shorts, that only started a couple of days ago, so it's probably going to take a week or two to really see the results. But we'll we'll see. A lot of people are saying it's gonna it's gonna lower our income but increase subscribers. You know, people are going to be blowing up like it's like people with t it's it's going to be so easy to get subscribers that it's not even going to be that valuable to be. You know to have 10 million subscribers anymore yeah because have you have you ever set like a goal for yourself like this year i want to be at this many subscribers at the end of the year do you set little goals like that or not? yeah absolutely i mean for this year we, i want to get i want to hit 10 you Fuck know yeah. that's that's the the main goal for subscriber count but um yeah because i mean i we've been kind of staying consistent with my youtube page for probably getting close to a year now i'm at thirty-seven thousand subscribers and my nice. goal at the end of the year is a hundred thousand but it does it's pretty cool on shorts and all the videos that you can see how many people subscribed from that video yeah like it's fucking insane yeah the the, the very first sh short that i posted uh brought in about fifty thousand subscribers damn you know like uh, so like i can definitely see the power of getting views and stuff or viewers but does a lot of yours come from your facebook because you kill it on facebook too <clears throat> From Facebook to YouTube, I don't. I don't really feel like they go to. They subscribe to YouTube too much, honestly. They're uh, most of the most of the followers on Facebook. I feel like are older people, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. and they don't have YouTube. Mm -hmm. I, I look at the comments and stuff. I always see a bunch of grannies, and you know, so yeah. <laughs> I think it's like a whole different d demographic. So right when you click upload on your video, you're already thinking about the next video. Yeah, I, I forget about it pretty much the next day. I. I I, I don't like to think back on the video I just dropped. I just we move on straight to the next one. Yeah. And do you have like a, a pretty good little schedule going on? What days you shoot? Or is that just kind of shoot him a text? Let's go rip it. <laughs> pretty much because like we, I go based off of how I'm feeling, which we, we always show up. We always do the work, but sometimes I'm not feeling the idea. And I always like to have fun. I always like to enjoy what I'm doing. And the, the viewers can tell if I'm not having fun while I'm doing the content. So sometimes, uh, we'll just plot that day and not even go film. Um, and sometimes we'll just go out and film, you know, it's kind of all over the place, but I, I recently went to San Diego to collaborate with Faze Rugg, uh, Brian, his name is, and I, uh, I saw his filming schedule and I was super, super inspired. He, he, he uploads three videos a week. Um, he had, I don't know, he had it down to a T. So we're, we're trying to get more into something like that, you know, because right now we do film, uh, ideally we will film like Monday, Tuesday to Thursday, and then uh, 
we'll, we'll, we'll send the video, the footage in on Friday and the, the video will be up on Sunday or something like that. So you send off your footage and, and have it edited? Yeah. Ah. Oh, yeah, cool. my editor's in Egypt. No way. Yeah. How'd you meet him? Well, how did I meet him? He, he DM'd me. He DM'd me, and then I saw some of his edits and realized that he was a monster. I was like, all right, let's do this. I mean, uh, editing is actually really expensive here in the United States. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's very expensive. So most people are going overseas where, where uh, it still works out for them to edit it at a lower price, you know. And you just, like, Google Drive it? Yeah, exactly. Google Drive it. Yeah, it's very over. simple. Dude, yeah. that's fucking badass. What about, who does your editing? Uh, JX. Oh, okay. We, we, we've been uh, working with JX now for how many years, Jay? Uh, probably like going on four, going on four years for the Timbo Sugar Show, and we just started at my room in my extra house for the Timbo Sugar Show, and then we ended up moving here. And he's been, and he 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 teaches jujitsu at my academy too, so part of the boys, and it, it works out good. That's good, yeah. That's that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty badass. So, I seen you been you're you're starting to get a lot more into health, or you might have been into it for a, lo- a long time. Health, eating good, and, and yeah. taking care of your body. Yeah, definitely. What, what kind of morning routine you got? Um, well, I, I, I wake up and I like to have breakfast right away. Um, you know, oats or, you know, just a, a protein shake, depending on how much I eat the night before, uh, go straight to the gym. Um, and, uh, yeah, I work out and just go straight to, straight to filming after that. Hell yeah. Yeah. And you, and then you have some, some good energy. Mariah and I've been doing this yeah. thing, uh, where before our coffee, we try to get a 30 grams of protein. Um, 30 grams of protein and wait at least 40, 50 minutes before we do our caffeine. Heard it from some doctor, Andrew Huberman. But I've been really trying to set my house up like it's just like a, a, a ultimate relaxation spa. So I, I bought like some nice red light bulbs from Amazon. I see that in your story. Is that, I, is, I, that looks relaxing. It, <laughs> is yeah, that like infrared or what? Yeah, okay. it's, uh, it's red light therapy. And I, I guess there's tons of literature and like scientific articles coming out about the benefits of it. And they actually have a place in Scottsdale called Mito Red Light that sells them. But they're just yeah. bulbs. Well, there's bulbs you can get on Amazon, but the one I got is like a big, big like board thing. Which oh, is, it's a box. And yeah. Get in it? Okay. I no, see. you just you can just sit in front of it. Oh, I see. I see. So in the morning, I'll do my my waking up app for the meditation. Do ten minutes on my back and then ten minutes on my front. And it's hard to say. It's like wow, it really helps. I mean, it feels like it does. It's relaxing, and I guess there's a bunch of proven benefits on it. But uh. So I've been doing that, and then I got a nice uh, filter for my shower, so it's nice, good, clean water. And then we have the hot tub and cold plunge, so just trying to create a like a fucking nice spa. Is this just for yourself, you and your family? Just for me and Mar- Mariah, me yeah. and my girlfriend, just so we look forward it's to going home. And yeah, <laughs> it makes it hard to travel though. Yeah, yeah, because you got to stay at luxury hotels and stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Because uh, do you have do you have like a chili pad or anything for your bed? A chili pad? Yeah, where it, what do you mean? It, 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 it's a it's a mat that goes over my bed. And it's hooked to these two boxes, and it runs water through it. There's ones that do air also, but you can you can set the bed temp to seventy degrees or sixty degrees or a hundred degrees. No, so, I had no idea that was even a thing. Yeah, it's fucking nice, dude. Okay. Who sets their bed to a hundred degrees? Some freak, some freak <laughs> who maybe maybe they're sick. I guess somebody that lives in like Antarctica or North Dakota or something. Yeah, you know? Yakutska, Russia, where it's <laughs> majority of the time it's negative fifty. Yeah, yeah, it's like that in North Dakota too. Fuck. That's, I used to I used to drive semis back in the oil fields over there, and I remember driving when it was negative forty. Um, had my air hoses freezing up while I was like on a, a site, mm-hmm. so my air hoses literally froze, and I had to sleep on site that night. Oh, so <laughs> did that? What age was that? I was nineteen, I think. Yeah, I was nineteen. 10 years ago. 
10 years ago and then when did you what age was it like okay i'm not gonna work a normal job ever uh, i started the channel when i was like 20 or 21 2014 so uh as soon as i started that channel i knew what it was capable of doing so pretty much then yeah that's fucking badass dude it's badass because i was reason reading this uh this big uh article that they have i shared it with a couple of people but it was it's called the psychology of money it was this um 18 wealth lessons from the psychology of money by morgan housel and he was talking about he said the highest form of wealth is the ability to wake up every morning and say i can do whatever i want today people want to become wealthier to make them happier happiness is a complicated subject because everyone's different but if there's a common denominator in happiness a universal feel of joy it's that people want to control their lives that's where i feel i feel so fucking lucky and i feel like everyone should strive to be able to do that because everyone wants to, they, I mean, a lot of people get a job or they go to college to work 40 hours a week and they're like, oh yeah, I make 150 grand a year, a hundred grand a year, but they're trading their time. Yeah. And they're in debt a lot more than that probably. Yeah. So it's tough. So I'm fucking thankful for YouTube and thankful for all these things that we even have the opportunity. Oh, absolutely. Me too. Honestly. Do you feel like you could wake up and do whatever you want? Do you live in, you doing whatever you want every day? Every day. That's, that's badass. Yeah. I, and it's just like, I, I want to spread the word on how people can achieve that. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Staying committed. So was there anybody like when you were coming up on YouTube, did you do a lot of research on like how to blow up on YouTube, how watching other people, um, how to edit and all that stuff? How, how did you do a lot of like your research? Um, well, when I first started, uh, what was really popping at the time, since I was going to do uh, candid camera videos, what was really popping at the time was being awkward. Uh, weird kind of like loft uh, from Andrew Hells from loft the channel's called he was popping at the time and that's who we were inspired by and he would basically just film himself walking up to people and being extremely weird like <laughs> not even weird but like just uh, awkward it was it's hard to explain yeah. but in a, a lot of it he was just being himself uh, but he wasn't like a necessarily a weird guy it was just kind of interesting but so uh that's what we started doing at first and that's who I was studying and that 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 doesn't really work anymore um, but yeah, I mean, that's did, who I studied in the beginning. Did you have a buddy that you like paid right off the bat or was it a buddy just like, Hey, let's make <laughs> these videos together. It was actually, uh, I was doing drywall at the time when I, when I, cause that, that I had, I had, uh, I'd stopped truck driving, started doing drywall. And then we, and then that's when we really started doing the channel. We were filming after work, after construction, like after 5 PM. And I had, uh, my brother-in-law, who was helping me do construction at the time, hold the camera. And yeah, he was doing it for free. Um, we were just kind of having fun. We had a little little vision at the time. Um, Which is pretty badass because a lot of people, they get off work and they just want to fucking sit there, take a rip of the bong, <laughs> sit there on the couch and watch a, 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 a show and just shut their brains off. But you were like, fuck it, I'm going fi to film and create. Yeah, and I had my friend Big Doss TV. Um, he already had like 200,000 subscribers at the time, so I, I knew it was possible. You know, as soon as you see somebody that you know do it, you instantly can adapt, you know, and realize like, oh, this is very possible. So I knew I can do it, um, and that, was, that, that helped uh, really inspire me to not, you know, want to just go straight home after work, even though we were tired and the sun was going down. We were just, our goal was to just get one scene a day. That's all we were doing. We would just go out, get one scene, go out six days a week, and then we would accumulate a video by the end of the week. And, uh, and were you ever worried about like what, well, cause your, yours are all, all family friendly videos. So you probably were, you weren't worried as much about like your parents seeing it, friends seeing it or I being, mean, vul being vulnerable. 
I definitely was worried about it. I mean, most of my family's on Facebook, at least. Well, they're on everything now because of my stuff. But uh, in the beginning, they were mostly just on Facebook. So I can remember when I first started the That Was Epic Facebook page, the anxiety that I felt, you know, when I, because I, I didn't give a shit. At first, I just sent it out to all my family members, but I was terrified. But I knew, because I have a massive, massive family, lots and lots of cousins, you know, that comes from my Mexican roots. And uh, I knew if I just sent it out to all of them, I would at least get some sort of traction, you know, and a few of them would hopefully share it. But yeah, I was scared. I was terrified of what they were going to think. And a lot of them thought I was weird as fuck and wondering <laughs> yeah. what the hell is this guy doing? I mean, even my dad was like, son, you really think you're going to make money on YouTube? You really think so? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like He wasn't like necessarily unsupportive, but he just didn't want me to lose all my money again because I had lost a lot of money on previous investments that he had warned me about and I didn't listen. Yeah, so. I mean, our parents are always try, like looking out, trying to do what, find what's best for us, but like times are changing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I knew they were coming in. Like I knew the whole YouTube industry was going to take over at the time. I didn't think it was going to get as big as it is now. Like now it's just insane. Like, But I definitely saw the vision. Like we saw the gold rush. And about, about how many subscribers did you really start pe seeing people that are negative in the comments and just fucking hateful in the Probably comments? Probably 10,000. 10,000. Yeah. And then you, did you look at those and did you have a certain... Because it seems like on YouTube, if you're insecure about anything that YouTube's going to call you out on, they someone's going to call you, you and you're going to be like, fuck. Yeah, you got. it's really important to be self-aware, especially about your faults and even call it out yourself because then people will have your back. And if, if you try to ignore your faults and say, you know, and act like that's not true, like everybody will eat you alive in the comments, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, and yeah, and owning up to shit, owning yeah. up to shit and just taking ownership for sure. Yeah, very important. Yeah, but I think that's the toughest thing for anybody starting a YouTube is just being vulnerable and just having people, having their high school friends, having their family judge them on the content they're making. Yeah, it's, that's very, very important. I mean, uh, the average person is, it's the average person that's really watching YouTube, you know? So if you're not opening up and being vulnerable, it's going to be really hard to relate to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so do you do any investing? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, uh, I buy land, buy a lot of land in Mexico. I don't own any land out in the United States or any other houses besides my personal house. But uh, we do have, is that me? I think it's Sugar calling real quick. <laughs> Tell him. Oh, yeah, answer him. Uh, Sugar Shane. Hey, uh, we're on, we're on the pod right now with uh our brother Juan. Oh, what up, Juan? Wait, Yo, Juan. That was epic. Yep, the Juan in a million. What the fuck? That's fire. All right, well, give me a call later, brother. <laughs> All right, Deuce. Yeah. So you buy shit? You buy land in Mexico? Yeah, so I bought a 250-acre farm in, in Mexico to plant pecan trees. Uh, right now, we have it 20% planted uh, because we had been working on our water rights. It's so hard to get legal water on your land over there. So what we did, to, I wanted to make sure that the trees were even uh, going to do well with the land and stuff. So we planted uh, like 2,500 pecan trees, and then we built like a pipe system to my next-door neighbor's farm, which technically is illegal, um, but, uh, you know... Don't nobody tell anybody. Um, yeah, they won't. <laughs> but uh, so that's how, and, and the trees are, they're doing great. They're like three years old now and they're already starting to produce. They started producing on their second year, just, just a little bit of nuts. But they, uh, the ones we planted will pay themselves off in, on their fourth year. Um, but uh, like last week though, I finally got the, the water rights. 
So we, we have our well already dug, you know, got our piping system set up, but it was just Ill very, very illegal to set that up. Um, so uh, how, not, many, how many employees you got? Well, the, it switches up. I mean, for the most part, my dad uh, runs the whole thing that I moved him to Mexico to, to basically do that. So I don't have to be there too much. And then we got my, uh, we got Sam, which is the person that's been watering the farm for me, the, which is the farm next to ours. Um, and then uh, basically we, the most people we had working at, at once was like 30 people, but it's, it's, uh, it's only, it's seasonal, you know, for example, like when we're, when we're sticking the trees in the ground, we need tons and tons of people there. But uh, on average, it's like two to three people running the farm. That's fucking awesome. And your dad's handling it. Yeah. Yeah. 250 acres. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Hoping to have the, the whole thing planted by, what are we? 2023 by 2025, the whole thing will be planted. How did you how did you find the 250 acres just Craigslist? <laughs> um, uh, no, no, it's a uh, it, it was actually one of my relatives. Um, my dad's uh, one of my cousins. Yeah, one of our cousins had this land uh, that he bought years ago, and um, yeah, we just bought it from him. You know, yeah. I bet that's been a been a pretty uh, cool little thing. Yeah, I mean, I, the the first thing I wanted to do with my money um, on YouTube was generational wealth. You know, I didn't want to go out and buy my mansion and Lamborghini right away. I wanted to retire my parents, start the farm and yeah, just make sure everybody's safe. God, I feel like, I mean that, I guess depending on how good, good your parents were, but that almost should be everyone's goal is just make enough money to be able to take care of your parents. I think so. I think that that's every man's responsibility, you know, at least, uh, you know, to, to take care of their family. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so who taught you about taxes? I don't pay taxes. Oh, <laughs> I just ignore that. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I'm hoping that uh, nothing happens about th about that. You know, I, I heard after seven years that it uh, it just disappears. So yeah, I'm kind of so just taking good. that route. So we're good, <laughs> bro. They fucking stress me out so much. They stress me out. I'm and I'm trying not to let them stress me out. I'm trying not to. But self-employed people, it's just like holy fuck. And literally, I'm just not super smart. So trying to figure out these taxes. Thank God for my girlfriend and shit who this, does your taxes do you do i have a, a cpa lady and then i have mariah kind of doing the bookkeeping too okay but it's tough it's tough with just all the little loopholes and all the little things that the cpa doesn't want to tell you because they don't want to get audited and they don't want to get yeah. sued so they're not going to go get dirty with you a little bit yeah it's tough. I, I go through this entrepreneur uh tyson haas he's a it's kind of it's, it's like an entrepreneurial accountant um, entertainment accountant. I mean, I, I connected Sean to him. I don't know if Sean's still working with him. I think he is though. Mm -hmm. Um, but he does my taxes. He does big DOS TV's taxes, Steven Shapiro. You know, I don't know if you know, futuristic, mm -hmm. the rapper. Uh, so he does all the bookkeeping and everything. Yeah. He, he payroll. Um, and yeah, he, he, uh, he, he does it all. Just, then you don't have to stress about it. One yeah. Bit. Not one bit. I just, he just sends me the information I sign it and then pay it damn see i need to do something like that yeah i can connect you with him if you'd like yeah that would yeah. Be, that would be sweet that would be sweet. he's been doing pretty good um big dos uh, connected all of us to him and he's been with him for like ever since the beginning honestly i've had a lot of friends in fighting that get fucked from taxes because fighting you get these money in such big big chunks but then you give give your percentage to the gym give your percentage to the manager and you don't even think about taxes. You think, okay, now this is my money, and then at the end of the year it's out, and you got to pay taxes on it. And a 30%. lot of people have been fucked. Yeah, <laughs> that's happened to a lot of YouTubers too. You know? Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, sometimes the money just comes in too fast for them to handle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm curious too. I'm curious about about, about the shorts. 
what kind of bread they're going to start bringing in. Yeah, Mr. Beast was tweeting about it the other day, saying this was like the best time ever uh, to become a creator. You know that they just started splitting fifty percent revenue on shorts, but I, I still don't know how much that's going to turn out to be. Yeah, I hope it's a lot. I mean, if it if it ends up being a, a lump sum, we'll probably just start doing short content only. You just know, just it. going out and doing a uh, one minute original shorts and just pumping up multiple a day because how many uh how many shorts are you doing a week right now right now we're just doing like one just we're, we're uploading one short from the video that uh that is basically to be released we're basically uploading shorts as teasers in a sense ah sweet sweet so are you religious at all um you know i grew up religious uh i grew up uh mormon i'm no longer a mormon that that's uh my whole family's uh, no longer Mormon, actually, but we, we made, were Mormon for a while. What made them? What made you guys just be like, okay, maybe this isn't the right, right route for us? You know, I'm not even sure. It, my mom is a seeker. You know, she's always she's. We've bounced around different religions, not too many. I would say mainly just Mormon and Christian. And I still hold many, many Christian beliefs. You know, I believe in Jesus. I believe in the Bible. Um, but. Uh, even as a kid, I remember going to the Mormon church, and no disrespect to them or anything, but even as a kid, I knew that it wasn't for me, and that when I was of age, I was no longer no longer going to participate. But nothing stuck out to you to make you think this is probably not really for me. Yeah, it's just uh, it, it was just a pretty uh, pretty possessive church, and I don't like how invasive they were into people's uh, daily lives, which. I'm not necessarily, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's, they do their, you know, everybody can do their own thing, but yeah, it just wasn't for me. You know, I don't like, uh, I don't like churches like that. And they asked a lot of tithing, you know, um, and that's, I wish they have their reasons, but like I said, to each its own, just that, wasn't for me. That's impressive that your parents though. Cause I mean, I feel like most older people or the older generation, they get, they find their beliefs and they're stuck in them. Nothing's going to sway yeah. them, especially with religion. No facts, no nothing's going to sway me from this religion. I'm keeping my faith strong. So that's impressive that they were like, you know what? This isn't really for us anymore. I think it's important to keep an open mind, you know, and like my, my I feel like my mom has always had that mindset that she get, and she also gave it to me of like, I don't really care what the truth is. Like, I just want to know what the truth is. I want to understand what reality is and live in it. You know, I don't want to just believe something uh, with no proof, no science, no facts, no no good feeling about it, you know, like you know, your intuition will even will even tell you a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it doesn't take a book to tell you how to be a good person, you know. That's pretty. It's pretty common sense. So I mean, but uh, I still believe, you know, that Jesus was a real man and that actually walked the earth. You know, uh, I don't necessarily go to to any Christian church though either, um, but I do love reading the Bible. I find it really interesting. I see it as a good handbook, you know, for just being a good person, you know. It's what like, translation do you read? Um, I actually switch around a lot because uh, I'm I, I know the Bible's been changed up a lot, so I try to find the oldest ones possible, and then I actually go online and I'll even find people that, uh, like, uh, almost translate it. People that, tra yeah, people that are translating it, like scholars, scholars that have been studying the Bible for years and will help, will help you understand what certain things mean and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I was going to buy, uh, I, I was looking them up. I found a Bible from like the early 1600s and I wanted to buy an original copy, but it was over $10,000. And I was like, I was like, you know, I wonder I think if it I was can just Greek. buy a replica. <laughs> I wonder if it was in Greek. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but uh, they, they have replicas though for, for much, much, much cheaper. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm always interested too in just so many different religions. Just, there's so many 
different ones out there and different folk tales and everything. I'm always interested in that kind of stuff. Yeah, and they're they're all interesting. If if you can have an open mind, you know, if you can just read the information without actually being attached to it, you're going to learn a lot from most religions. You know, they're all kind of talking about the same thing. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good shit. Okay, so switching topics here, we got uh, Jorge Mazadal. He's coming out with his own promotion. We got Anthony Pettis boxing Roy Jones Jr. That'll be interesting. Roy Jones Jr.'s got to be in his 50s. Let me ask real quick. How old is Roy Jones Jr.? 54 years old. And he's fighting? And he's boxing Anthony Pettis. It's weird for the it's weird for those guys. I mean like older legends like that. I feel like they have a problem with being just so attached to that that identity that I'm a fighter. I'm a I'm a fighter. Every time I come in contact with someone they're asking when's my next fight? They're just it's it's fighting. That's that they that's their identity is being a fighter. And I think they have a tough time going away from that. That's why you just see so many legends like Fedor Emelianenko, all these guys that are just too old to be fighting and they just get fucking battered and they go out that way which is sad and it sucks yeah you don't want to go out that way that's for sure you want to go out a legend so this guy uh what was his name again the 54 year old roy jones jr can't so be touched has he already like retired and is he coming back or what oh yeah he's been retired for a long time i mean i think he fought i think he fought mike tyson mike tyson the two old birds two years ago or something for a triller event so who knows? Is he? Are they doing it for money? Are they doing it because it's like? But goddamn, at some point you got to think about your brain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at some point, you get a concussion. And being around old people, like we were in Mexico, we were around old people, and seventy-four-year-old, or she was eighty-four, but she thought she was seventy-four. She just every little thing you'd say, she'd forget. So you forget you're going to get old, and that brain, yeah, like you got to take care of it. Yeah. Uh, we got Jose Aldo versus Jeremy Stevens, also on that same card, which will be sweet. Uh, previous in MMA, Jose Aldo dropped Jeremy Stevens with a liver shot in MMA, but a boxing match that should be pretty sweet. Um, and then we got Jacare Souza, legend in jiu-jitsu, versus Vitor Belfort in a boxing match. And then we got Paul Daly versus Anthony Taylor in a boxing match. So that'll be pretty interesting. Some big fights for Jorge Mazadal and his card so that's pretty sweet you've been keeping up with any fighters lately dude honestly I, I don't keep up with hardly anybody I, I i just tune in once in a while when i'm with like a buddy i, I obviously watch sean's fights and stuff and mm -hmm. and uh but that's about it you know mm -hmm. i wouldn't even say i'm the biggest fan i guess of fighting mm -hmm. uh because of that but um it's very entertaining though i enjoy it every single time i'm watching yeah when you're uh when you're not working out or you're not doing anything what what's kind of like a hobby that you like to think about just creating mostly honestly yeah just just creating and uh just creating literally just working out and uh creating a our merch company that we're building you know we're trying to push live epic you know that's our new brand we're starting and uh yeah that's that's basically what i think about 24 7 yeah that's that's pretty it's, sweet uh, are, do you do, or is it easy for you to shut it off or is it always good? no it's really hard for me to shut it off like I uh I have a hard time sleeping, um, constantly thinking about how to improve it. You know. Mm -hmm. Do you have Do you do any so sort of meditation? Yeah, uh, I used to do it a lot more. I used to do it every single morning, um, but lately I just do it whenever I basically feel like it or can or not. Not can I have plenty of time, but um, 
I feel like my whole life is becoming more of a meditation. I'm getting really good at kind of being present in the moment. Um, uh, you know, as long as you're, you know, like, like they like meditating is all about just learning to be present, right? Focusing on your breath, being here now. Another way to do that is to just go on a walk, you know, maybe go uh, stare at the trees, see the different colors, uh, the shades of green, you know, maybe look at the bark and see the different patterns and stuff. And I feel like that works just as well. And that's, that's uh, what I've been doing lately, trying to go on walks without music mm -hmm. and just be conscious of what's around me. And um, yeah, I think, I think a lot of creativity comes from that just being in the moment, following your breath and just being present. I think a lot of creativity comes from that compared to just like always on Twitter, yeah. always on Instagram, <laughs> always on YouTube and your mind's just filled with all this bullshit. Yeah, no creativity comes from that. You know, it takes away from us a lot, a lot of brain power. It, it, um, yeah, I mean. Do you think a person could be like, do you think a lot of creativity comes from just being a healthy person too? hundred percent. I think all creativity comes from being a healthy person. I mean, the I get most of my ideas uh from working out you know when i'm when i'm at the gym pushing real hard especially because you're not really thinking about anything that's when you, you you have opportunities for random ideas to just be given to you you know be downloaded into you in a sense uh you get your brain spinning you know you're feeling good that's when you're happy about things and that's when it's easiest to know that you have a good idea i feel like so that's like the main reason I, I work out is is really because of what it does for your brain yeah and you don't really eat like shit and drink pop and stuff no I do not smoke cigarettes. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Hell no. If you guys smoke cigarettes, stop following. <laughs> yeah, for real. And, and even the vapes. Oh, even worse, man. Like who Just, knows what's actually in those chemicals and stuff to make those flavors that don't even exist, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Just fucking yourself. It's up. embarrassing. So, uh, they had a Chinese spy balloon flying over Montana what the hell is that? and over the Atlantic ocean. That's where you're from, right? Montana. Yeah. So yeah, I bet, I, I bet that had to perk your ears a little bit. Like, what are, you doing? what are you doing to my people? But I think they have, like, I think in Montana, at some of their military bases, they have, like, nuclear warheads and shit. So there's, like, oh, okay, so there's something something big going on there that they need to need to investigate. And is it confirmed Chinese spy air balloon? I think they, they, they owned up to it. The U.S. military has shot down the Chinese spy balloon over the Atlantic Ocean while the balloon was off the coast of south carolina it was shot down by u.s military fighter jets on saturday afternoon according to fox news a senior u.s military official said that the f-22 was used to bring down the balloon at fifty-eight thousand feet adding that an a9x missile was fired was there any people on board it on the chinese balloon yeah was i don't just... think so it looked like there was a video on the internet when it got shot and it just popped and it just had a bunch of powder yeah, they would, it, would, it wouldn't seem like there would need to be any people on it. These days, everything is just, you know, drones and remote-activated. Like Yeah, the new, uh, the new uh, maybe, COVID variant that they spread. God damn it. I know. Watch and see. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I wouldn't even be surprised anymore. I'd be like, what's next? Yeah. So you li do you listen to many podcasts? I mean, uh, yeah, I, mean, I listen, listen to a lot of Joe Rogan. Not too many you know yeah i mean joe rogan's hard not to listen to him he's yeah. too fucking good dude. he's 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 great you know so much information such such random information too stuff that everybody should know about and like i like to come into my podcast kind of prepared and kind of a list of things that i want to cover but him it just seems like he wings it, it and when we went when we went on there i mean four or five years ago it seemed like we just sat down and he wings it and just whatever topics come off you go up go off on 
So he didn't have no paper, nothing there. He wasn't. He wouldn't like stop. Maybe look at his phone for a second. Nothing. Just dude. went for it, huh? That's crazy. I bet he does some sort of research the night before. And also, he probably already knew so much about you guys. Like he, he I mean, he's a host, right, of UFC. Yeah. So it's he. Yeah, he he already knew so much. Like he knew what to talk about. And uh, yeah, he's just a curious dude. Yeah, and he's already been. I mean, what? How how long has he been doing this podcast for? Almost a decade, right? Like yeah, it was like an originator. So when you guys went on, he had already been in it at least five years. So, yeah, he has a lot of practice he, he, in doing that, you know. You ever thought best about uh, starting a That Was Epic pod? Absolutely. Yes, that's going to be – that's actually what I think we're going to do on the second channel. Uh, that's been the vlog channel for years now, and it's coming up on a million. It has like 910,000 subscribers. That one's called Almost Epic? Yeah, Almost Epic. And uh, – before, we wouldn't put any vlog material in the main channel videos, but lately we've been adding a lot of vlog material now. So I'm thinking that we're just going to stop uploading vlogs to the second channel and start focusing on getting good vlog content to insert into, you know, our main channel videos and turn the, the, the second channel into a, vlog, uh, into a podcast. Damn, that'd be sweet. Because I got the room for it. We're already set up for it. You know, we, we have enough, we know enough people to get it going, you know, and... And yeah, I mean, I, I think that would be a lot of fun. Honestly, that's something I would love to do. You know, there's a lot of ideas I would like to talk about, get across. And yeah, I would have a lot of fun with the podcast. Yeah, I freaking enjoy the podcast. I feel like it's not even work. I mean, I feel like you sit there and it just forces you to sit down, not look at your phone and do a bunch of shit and just talk to someone. I really like it. Yeah, and engaging in conversation. You know, you're learning about all kinds of stuff, you know, you didn't know, learning about other people. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, human communication was the original drug, right? Like that's what yeah. that's what that's what humans need so when you do your podcast would you are you gonna hope to do it like once a week or once every two weeks or what do you think in kind of yeah. schedule wise once we start it i would love to do it once a week you know and and i i would love it to be one of those mobile ones where i'm able to like go to people as well um it's pretty cool how steve-o does that yeah yeah steve a lot of people do that even the nelk boys do that uh even uh logan paul i feel like honestly most podcasts these days are set up to be uh, mobile because mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people just don't want to travel and, and to go on to a, a podcast or something like that i guess that's what i think at least but yeah that i mean for the timbo sugar show that's kind of what we're dealing with it's like okay we gotta train that's the main thing but we really want to travel and do more podcasts too but so after fighting we'll probably travel a lot more to do to do shows but do you travel a lot right now um <clears throat> we we travel a fair amount um this year is definitely going to be all about traveling and collaboration um like I said, we just got on San Diego's nothing. That was just a little starter. We're going to Mexico uh, very, very soon to my hometown. And that'll <clears throat> that'll technically be our very first That Was Epic trip outside of the country. Um, after that, we're going to go overseas, take everything to Europe. You know, we want to do what we do all over the place. You know, go to Africa, go not pay people's rents, go at their hut or something. I don't know. Just go Fuck, yeah. help out different people in the world, you know? Yeah, that I mean, psh. That'll probably blow up on your page. Yeah, and it'll feel good too, and we'll be able to spread a positive message. And God, it does know. make you feel good too. And I swear, because even That's why your, I sleep at night, even your video. I was watching some of your videos this morning. And it almost just like brings up that emotion that you almost want to get teary eyed. <laughs> Is that the emotion you're trying to almost trying to get from people? I'm not even trying to necessarily get any emotion from people. We're just trying to spread a positive message. You know, I sincerely enjoy doing those videos, and from the bottom of my heart, like I, uh, it makes me feel good. And it's addicting, honestly. Like I feel like that's what true happiness is. It's uh, it's being able to help other people, uh, being able to help your family, being able to help more than just yourself. You know, um, 
that's what so i i I don't think i've ever been as happy as i am now once i started doing videos like that yeah that's fucking awesome so when was the first time you were really able to help your family where it really was like fuck yeah we're proud of it in 2019 uh when i first bought the farm and uh when i first started i when, when when i first started giving money away in the videos i did i gave back to my family also like off camera mm-hmm. so uh yeah it was in 2019 around the cutting earphones video that went that blew up like crazy and just money started flying in so and then you started to be able to support your parents a little bit and i bet that felt good oh yeah it's upset. my dad was still doing drywall at the time and yeah i was able to send him home and now he says he gets kind of bored he's like well this is what retirement is like now he like like whenever the farm is completely caught up there's nothing to do he'll even go back to work for a month or two just to make extra money for for beer or or like to to build build in his gym you know he has a whole his entire gym really nice gym over there we got the mirrors on the wall with the tvs and stuff so um workaholics that age huh oh yeah yeah that's how my dad is like if i i I hope i can get him to retire soon and then He'll still work. What does he do right now for work? Right now he works f- for the city and he goes around and, and fixes different like parks, park bathrooms, park everything. So he just kind of cruises around and fixes those up. But he's super fucking beat up. He was yeah. he, he was born and raised on a on, on the carnival. He, mm-hmm. met, he met my mom on the carnival when she was 15 and he was 17. He got her pregnant and they traveled the carnival. Dropped, and and dropped is, is this you? That like one the the baby that was my brother. Okay, <laughs> that was my brother, and they lived in Montana. Both dropped out of school when they're in eighth grade, and just traveled on the carnival. So it's yeah, they had a pretty crazy life. Are they still up in Montana? My mom lives in Canada. They got divorced. Okay, they got divorced. We were super heavy Jehovah, Jehovah's Witnesses growing up until I was like ninth grade. They got divorced, and I started to live with my dad. Stopped being Jehovah's Witness, and that's when I was able to start boxing and wrestling and start getting into sports. So yeah, but my dad's beat the fuck. He 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 got in a wreck on his four wheeler, snapped his collarbone completely, and then didn't go get it fixed. So oh, what? it healed like this. So his whole body's twisted, and he's dealing Damn. with a lot of that right now. That's so, crazy. They didn't get that fixed. I mean, God, my, that must have been painful. I mean, you're traveling around on the carnival, like yeah, the I fuck guess. You I mean, do? Like, yeah. Uh, Chat GPT. Everyone's talking about this. What is? the use of chat gpt one of the key advantages of chat gpt over traditional search engines is its ability to provide contextualized and processed information chat gpt can understand the context of a search query and provide results that are relevant and specific to the user's needs by using natural language processing techniques wow so basically it's a universal search engine the fucking brains behind that dude it's like holy fuck yeah i still haven't really like messed with that myself like i've i've heard a little bit about it i still don't fully understand what it is it sounds like it's a it's just a, a brain a, com- yeah. a computer that can eloquently eloquently talk to you <laughs> yeah which is freaking crazy i think there's so much hype around chat, chat gpt and the tools like this have potential but it can't do everything it's not magic yet my manager was telling me that you can even uh you can find out the best titles and stuff for your videos, but that it can do searches uh, ba- based on whatever idea you're doing and see what has gotten the most clicks and it will tell you the most accurate uh, title for the video you're doing, which is something I think I should try. Yeah. I mean, do, you, do you use anything like TubeBuddy? 
I don't even, what is that? I don't even know what that Tube is. Buddy, TubeBuddy is pretty cool, actually. It, it, it like helps you with your SEO or whatever, but then it, it, you can type in a title and see it'll, it'll rate it or something, and then it'll, it'll tell you what you're missing with tags and mm. then in the description. And it helps you optimize your YouTube video so it gets caught up by the algorithm, I guess. I see. And it keeps track of, I don't know, it's just like a, a little buddy to help you grow your YouTube. I, I don't do any of that. I should probably I probably should try that out. That's pretty badass that you don't though. <laughs> we don't do hashtags or it's literally all just organic. Yeah, because you so you started almost ten years ago. Yeah, it's been eight years about that. Damn, because uh, people people start now. It's going to be a lot tougher, isn't it? It's it's a lot. I mean, yeah, I, in a sense, it's really easy to get subscribers now. Though it's like really really easy to go viral nowadays. Um, but it's definitely not as valuable as it used to be. Like getting a million views is not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, cash, yeah, not even cash wise. You know, it used to be more. But a million views on a video before was just like wow, viral. You are viral. But now viral, I feel like viral, viral is like ten million views on a video. Damn. You know, that's what they consider viral now. Yeah. Like, so was there any videos that really made your subscribers just boost? Yeah, the heavy boost cutting earphones when i first dropped that video we got a million subscribers in seven days holy fuck <laughs> yeah we were number one trending youtuber for one week wow above mr beast that's when i first got in contact actually with mr beast uh and uh that's when he first followed followed the channel or that's yeah that's when he first followed us and he just contacted you yeah he was just like congratulations on your success like he, he just noticed the channel going crazy and just blew up yeah just blew up we had already we already were past a million i believe at the time but i remember we we jumped so fast i mean we we got a million in about seven days but i think we got about two million in like three weeks wow that that was insane yeah that was it was a fat check (laughs) and it's badass with you that you're not having to do anything like super fucking crazy each video like a lot a lot of youtubers they just try to up the next one and it's just crazy and try to do illegal shit and try to do dumb shit risk their lives you're doing like family-friendly stuff and it's still blowing up i mean that's even more badass well the goal is to be universal you know Uh, the goal is to make content that's for everybody Mm -hmm. so like i mean yeah i I would prefer yeah 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 just trying to make it universal and then with your podcast are you going to keep it similar like that or are you going (laughs) to top talk about deeper subjects no i'm gonna talk the podcast that the reason why i haven't started it yet is because i'm gonna talk about deeper stuff and get really personal and talk about what i actually who i actually am and Uh and uh there's no telling what'll come from that yeah that's gonna be fucking sweet you know maybe i'll get canceled (laughs) yeah yeah we'll fucking see we'll see so what what else you got planned this week for super bowl oh for super bowl not i mean honestly that's on sunday i every single day this week there's something going on i I might not do anything super bowl sunday we're thinking about if anything we might go to the stadium and do a video outside of the stadium like where i'm wearing a different jersey like the the chiefs jersey and then the eagles jersey um and then maybe doing like an interview on the on the opposite team um chris is is the diehard uh uh, football fan so if if we end up doing that he's going to basically script that idea and come up with the questions and we're trying to we're just trying to do something maybe trying to trying to spot the number one fan of the of each team or something like that asking really deep questions that they probably don't know and if they answer it correctly give them money or something oh, like that yeah. you know like trying to have fun with it but we also may just not because there's just so much going on this week that's going to be a last second decision if we have the energy but uh today we're going to we're going to do a funny video tomorrow. We're, we're going to start another video with, uh, have you heard of MD Motivator? No. His, Zachary, his name is Zachary. Uh, he's, he's been blowing up big time. And 
he he's he's another really wholesome give back channel and uh He's mainly on TikTok and Instagram. I, he, I think he has, he has like 5 million subscribers on YouTube as well, but he's mostly active on TikTok and, and Instagram. And we're going to do a big give back video all over Phoenix, just kind of like a compilation of everything we've already done, kind of like paying rents, just surprising uh, Uber drivers, a bunch of cash, you know, we're going to go to the library, give away laptops, just like we're going to go all over Phoenix. Um, Dude, hell yeah. Hell yeah. One, be, one would be cool is like even at a farmer's market, I have actually thought about that before. Um, uh, they they do that every single Saturday in Phoenix, Saturday mornings. Um, I don't have an idea for that though. But yeah, I mean that's just a. I mean, there's always people there that are happy, right? And what's the closest you've gotten in the ten years to like someone? Did has anyone punched you? No, uh, we've been close. Let's see. In Hawaii, one time there was a uh, there was a tourist, and I went up to him with uh, two holes cut in a magazine. You know. I saw it in a cartoon once, creeping on people, pretending that you're reading, but they can see your big old eyes easily just bulging through. And uh, this guy was like, is having a fight with his wife, and he was an American. He was there on vacation. Big guy. He was real big. And uh, I went up and just started staring at him. He start, instantly started cussing at me, saying, what the fuck are you looking at and shit? And I just kind of ignored him for a little bit. And then and then I, I, I walk away, and then I, I try to come back to tell him it's just a video, you know, which I tell everybody afterwards. And this guy got so aggressive, literally was like, get the fuck out of my face and shit. And uh, he, he he got up, he, he stood up and tried to, like, do something, but we just walked away. We were like, yeah. fuck, <laughs> up, fuck off, dude. Like, yeah. well, that, yeah, that was it, though. I mean, I feel like we carry pretty good vibes, pretty good energy everywhere we go. And um, I've always been able to diffuse the situation. Yeah, your timing's good. Your timing's good, especially when you're snipping the earphones and you can see them just boiling. <laughs> I mean, what would you do if you turn around and you see a tall guy holding sharp scissors? You know, and also we we only <laughs> yeah, ever do those on campus. Out. I don't I don't think I'd ever do that in public because uh, on campus, like no one's gonna risk getting kicked out of school. You're you're not allowed to fight no matter what happens. You know, like so that's the reason why we keep doing that only on campuses. Yeah, downtown Phoenix. Oh, they would try to do something, and, and you, <laughs> yeah. people hold, carry guns. Like that's like a good enough reason to freaking pull a gun out, even you know, like, <laughs> right. like yeah, I don't want to risk that. Um, like I, because I, like we have talked to some pretty crazy people. Like we've given, I've given money to a murderer before. I, I, I gave him a thousand dollars. The way the way I found out too, I didn't even know. He, this guy cried. Like we had a wholesome interaction and everything, and this guy. Uh, I gave him a thousand dollars and he needed it so badly. He gave me a hug. It was like, thank you, sir. Thank you. Start bawling his eyes out. Uh, a couple months later, I found it in the comments. Uh, I, this guy's on the news and oh, uh, he killed his girlfriend. Damn. And that was his second time hit murdering too. He had just got out of prison for a, a previous murder. So I'm like, damn, you just never know who you're talking to out there, you know? Sheesh. But made a murderer cry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You you keep up with much of the Andrew Tate stuff? Um, kind of, yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm I like Andrew Tate. You know, I follow him. I, I keep I keep up as much as I can. Um, I I definitely think they're 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 holding him in jail without any like proper like reason. You know, I think there's a lot of conspiracies. You know, and uh, I definitely don't think that they're holding him and trying to cancel him because of misogyny. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know exactly what's going on. You know, he's still they're still in jail right now, right? Both yeah. the Tate brothers and uh, you've met him. How, what how, what kind of vibe did you get from him? Just a, I mean, just get along with him right away. Just a cool dude. He just like was smiling, joking a lot, good energy. Um, yeah, I like I like him too. I mean, he freaking motiv- motivates. I mean, we're we're pretty motivated always, all anyways. But he always motivates you just to be 
fucking top G. Yeah, I mean, every time he talks, it's his the his uh yeah the way he talks is just so mesmerizing. You know, like a lot of the stuff he says is, is pretty borderline. You know, and maybe a lot of it I don't agree with, but most of it is just be a good man you know yeah uh, be a strong hard. man work hard take care of your stuff don't be lazy don't do drugs you know like like i think the real reason why they're trying to cancel him is because you know he he has the hearts of young men which is like probably one of the most powerful positions anybody can be in is all the up-and-coming young men looking up to you you know they're going to listen to anything you say so he starts talking about powerful people that control the world or the government or, or illuminati i don't know any i don't know who's in charge but like like if he, it doesn't matter if he's what he's saying is incorrect the fact that he has the hearts of young men they're gonna listen to him do whatever he says if he says don't buy this product they won't buy that product you know and they, if they say don't listen to the government don't vote for this person they'll listen yeah <laughs> i think that that's why they don't like him yeah i mean especially if people want people to continue to be stuck in the matrix and he's like hey you don't want to fucking be working for these people you don't want to do this kind of shit yeah maybe yeah. they are and they see the influence and it's crazy do you do you keep up do you watch like coffeezilla or any of that stuff uh, what did i watch from him last i don't not really i don't keep up uh i think i saw didn't he do something on logan paul yeah i and saw D that trending everywhere i don't know I didn't dylan danis recently he, he 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 uh he hit up dylan danis to Po oh, make a post scam. about money yeah. <laughs> and and dylan danis didn't even click the link and he she was sharing it on his profiles for like a thousand bucks just made him look <laughs> like a fucking idiot uh what about like uh jake paul and stuff do you keep up with them much or just whatever's in the headlines whatever's in the headlines i mean i used to a lot more i haven't really kept up with the paul brothers ever since before the the forest incident you know so that when you saw that that kind of made you want to distance i mean like I, I already thought his his uh personality was a little weird you know for a little, like a really forest and robotic and stuff and so it, it was i remember i remember subscribing to his vlog channel on his very first vlog and then seeing the the, the how fast it grew and i feel like that's more of a, the curiosity i had in it not necessarily the content just mm -hmm. seeing the rhythm how 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 hard he worked and uh, how much he would upload was inspiring and that's more of why of the reason i was into it but yeah as soon but after a while i stopped liking that that crazy high energy personality and he was very unself-aware mm -hmm. which he's a lot more now but uh um i don't really follow them anymore no jake paul no i mean I'll, I'll watch the next fight he fights you know i find that entertaining it's interesting what about ksi or anything um i don't really know much about ksi at all um i know that him and Logan are partners with Prime. I know that he pump, he's a content monster, mm -hmm. um, but so was Logan updating just I mean uploading every day too. Yeah, he day? he uploaded every every day for. I don't remember if it was a couple of years or if it was just three hundred sixty five days. But he uh, yeah he was like I feel like he was one of the the first people to do it that way. You know I guess Roman Atwood was already doing that, but he Logan like really OG. popularized it. Yeah, Logan really popularized it. Do you have you ever thought about living in L A. Yeah, and I would not. Fuck that. Huh? I don't like it. I don't like the vibes. I don't like the people. Uh, if anything, I'd want to move to San Diego. But uh, I, I live in Phoenix. I could live anywhere I want to live. And I like to live in Phoenix because it's close to Mexico. And uh, it's universal, in my opinion. I mean, I, I need to be close to my farm. I need, it's only a seven-hour drive. I can't fly into where I live in Mexico. So, And, uh, I, yeah, it's, Phoenix is a great city. You know, it's on the come up. I feel like it's the next L.A., you know, and... Yeah, I love I'll just Phoenix stay here. too. Yeah, I love Phoenix too. It's like nine months out of the year. It's so fucking nice. Yeah, not super expensive. Well, for what we do too, it's like the mecca for MMA. 
Yeah, that's true. That's why, I mean, that's why you guys moved here, right? Yeah, I moved here to train with ben Benson Henderson. He was the champion at the time. And I moved here and just started creating like a, a big community and it's pretty fucking awesome. So did you and Sean move here together? I moved, I moved here, I think two years before him, two oh, years really? before him. And I was a professional fighter fighting for Bellator at the time. And I went back to commentate some local fights. And I remember seeing him when he was 16 years old, kickboxing. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, he probably won't stick with it. Most people don't fucking stick with the sport. And then I saw him when he was 18 and he was fighting a college wrestler. And I went to commentate the show and I'm like, ah, he'll probably get beat up. Cause I know he's not from a gym. Who's very known for grappling. And then he armbarred the kid. So I was like, damn, this kid's talented. And it seems like he loves it. So after the fight, I said, hey, you can come to Phoenix and train at a real gym and stay at my house for a week if you want. You can just stay on the couch. And he just fucking like lit up. He was so freaking pumped. And I was like, this little fucker's crazy. He called <laughs> me the next day. He's like, hey, Tim, on my way down. He, and he drove down and then he got his ass whooped so bad. Every single practice. He, he When I picked him up, picked him up from the airport the first time he was just like yeah we're gonna go to the top we're gonna do all this stuff i'm like this kid has no idea what he's about to walk into and then we come to the gym and just get whooped by teenagers and whooped by everyone and even after some practices he was he was crying and stuff and i'm like yeah, he's not sticking with it and then he packed his car saved up two thousand dollars and moved down and then we got an apartment together and just kind of came up that way wow yeah, that's we, crazy. We lived on Union Hills and we had a little apartment, a two bedroom apartment that was 650 bucks a month. And we just split it and just trained every day. And yeah, it's pretty badass. So you, are you guys kind of like partners in this situation? Do you think you'll be working together for forever now? Or, or is after fighting, do you have plans to keep doing stuff? Yeah, I mean, I just I always want to make sure the friendship is first because we're obviously business partners in, in some things, too. But at the end of the day, we'll always be friends. E yeah. Even if there was one day where it's like Sean doesn't want me to even coach him and he wants a new coach, I'm, I'm still always going to be his friend and try to help him as much as I can. Is that something he talks about, ever moving on to a new coach? Not really, because I, I try to find the holes. I mean, because I don't know everything, and I try to find the holes where there's experts in other areas, and I try to contact them and either get privates with them and, and come do the private with him and understand it. And, uh, yeah, we've we've had to bounce around to some different experts, but I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I think, yeah, we'll definitely probably be friends forever. I don't know why we wouldn't. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Tomorrow I actually have a little, uh, seminar with nine of the Cincinnati Reds catchers. The, the coach wants me to teach them how to scrap a little bit. They are, he wants them confident on the field. So maybe when, if they get into it with another team or something. So tomorrow me and Jakar close, he's another one of my coaches here. He's in the UFC at 155. We're going to do a little two hour seminar. We'll probably do a half hour of uh, boxing, a half hour of Muay Thai, half hour of wrestling and a half hour of jujitsu. So, so you, which one do you, what do you specialize in? Do you kind of specialize in all of that? I, I originally thought it was jujitsu. Yeah. I mean, I started boxing and wrestling at 14 and then I started really train in MMA full-time when I was 18. And when you when you train full-time MMA, there's so many martial arts that you have to get good at throughout the week, but you're still trained. I've still trained jiu-jitsu three, four times a, a week mm -hmm. since I was 18. And then when I was about 27 is when I really turned it full-time jiu-jitsu. 27, 26, full-time jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu every single day and really studying it and learning about the gi and learning about the no-gi just really like studying it how old are you now i'm 32 32 okay yeah 32 so it's just been and i've traveled to some different gyms trained with uh 
used to train at Team Quest with like Chael Sonnen and Yushin Okami, Rick Story, Mike Pierce, Matt Linlin, a bunch of like legends in the sport. So I've got a lot of knowledge from them and then trained with Benson for seven, eight years. Got a quite a bit of knowledge too. So I enjoy giving it back. Absolutely. So it'll it's be the way fun. to live. Yeah. So it'll be fun uh, teaching the pitchers tomorrow. I'm going to have JX or the catchers. I'm going to have JX do a little vlog of it. So that'll probably be, be entertaining. Oh, yeah, for sure. You got to film everything, you know. Might have them scuffle a little bit, uh, get into it a little bit. Um, yeah. So, all right, brother. We're right at an hour. Thank you so much. That was fast. That was fun. Yeah. That was epic. Legend, legend of the YouTube game. Juan, thank you so much, brother. Thank you for having me. And if you guys want to help out, click the subscribe button. It helps me out a lot. Um, and there's also a weekly newsletter. Um, you can subscribe to the weekly newsletter. It's free, and it I just try to pick out all the gems I've gotten from the from each week. So, all right, love you guys. See you next week.